We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Seven days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants got them in the Home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Danielle McCartney. Sports Radio, 1019 FM. The Fan, WFAN. Good Sunday, fun day afternoon here, New York sports fans. My name is Danielle McCartney, and today I am what? Danielle, in the daytime, again, the super utility around here on this day two of the Danielle McCartney triple header. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up to Yankee pregame here in New York City and beyond. Oh, whatever you're doing at the moment. I appreciate you tuning into the show right now throughout the next couple hours or so, whether it be on your car radio, streaming from WFAN.com or on our free Odyssey app. And of course, we're here in the Big Apple. Napoli Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio here in Lower Manhattan. 877-337-6666 is the number. Taking your calls right here in this first segment. Get aboard. Happy Labor Day weekend. we got plenty of time to say that to each other. And of course, if you're on your way home from the Met game, give me a call. City Field was, oh well, if you were there, uh, part of the couple handful of thousands of people that were there, uh, the Mets defeated just a few minutes ago the Seattle Mariners with the final score, I believe it was 6-3. to three. Pete Alonso, two home runs, four RBI, also a, uh, a solo shot from Jeff McNeil. Trade the guy, right? Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, uh, now that um, I was driving home yesterday and I was like, what can we talk about tomorrow? Now that both the Yankees and the Mets, they have both fully committed to this youth movement going on. And like I said, yesterday I'm driving home, stuck in traffic, of course, and I I started to think about which team, my mind kind of wandered, which team, the Mets or the Yankees, is better set up to win next season, like for 2024. And my vote is the New York Mets, and I'll tell you why. Like, 1A, well, cash is king, right? And which team has more of it than the New York Mets in the league? None of them. So, 1A is Steve Cohen's cash. And his, not just that, but his willingness to spend that cash freely. Luxury tax thresholds be damned. And they put, don't forget, an extra one in there for him. Now, I know Hal Steinbrenner has historically shown a hesitancy to kind of exceed the luxury tax thresholds. Okay, so obviously where there's big money, there's always the possibility of signing a big-name free agent. 
And honestly, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Listen, th- think of the the number of bad, inex- you know, the, the expensive, the long-term contracts that the, the, the Yankees general manager has doled out. Couple that with the fact that there's also an unwillingness on the part of the Yankees front office to move on from said contracts or a stubbornness to move on from players that just are flat out not working out. And the first that came to my mind as I'm thinking about this on the West Side Highway going home, first that came to my mind was was Gary Sanchez. The Yankees front office actually fired a manager in Joe Girardi who took a very young, with no expectations Yankees team to within one game of the World Series against the cheating Astros that year. And how did the front office respond? Oh, well, they fired him, in part because he was too tough on Gary Sanchez. Girardi, a former catcher, a World Series winning catcher, a perfect game-catching catcher, was too tough on Gary Sanchez. The same Gary Sanchez that the Yankees front office finally came to grips with that anyone with eyeballs already knew. He was terrible. He sucked. And ultimately, Sanchez and Urshela netted the Yankees, the utility man, IKF, and the Albatross contract of an over-the-hill Josh Donaldson. So whereas the Mets, you know, throw money at things in a smart way, they spend it freely, I mean, there's and and they're not stubborn to come out from underneath it. The Yankees, it's 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 kind of the opposite. Although Hal, you know, has the second highest payroll in all baseball. It just goes to show you that it's not being spent properly. Because one one B here, and we're talking about which team is more be, more better <laughs> that which team is better set up to win in 2024. When you speak of albatross contracts, and I think it's the Mets. Related to the money spent and the money absorbed, the Mets and the Yankees are operating with two different philosophies on how to handle those. Steve Cohen's Mets were quick to pivot out from underneath Verlander and Scherzer. Cohen paid $45 million for a 40-year-old Robinson Cano to just disappear. And within the constraints of the Cohen ownership time frame, just look at that on you know the Yankees' side, the Yankees held on too long to Josh Donaldson, and it cost them less, though, by the way, because they did that. It only cost them $9.8 million to make him disappear. And another reason why I think Aaron Hicks took so long to disappear, too, was that he, too, was costly. Even though they still ate almost $28 million of his contract, which is a lot, but nowhere near Scherzer, Verlander, and Cano money whatsoever. And on top of it all, the Mets... This is probably the most important thing. The Mets are not afraid to fire some guys in their front office. They just fired high-ranking officials, analysts, analysts, whatever, a director of performance, two directors of pro player evaluation, and a director of player development. So what the Yankees do is they keep the same guys in there with their pocket protectors, and they just add to them. Cashman is still in charge, and you thought bringing in Omar Minaya and Brian Sabian this offseason was going to make a difference. Uh, Spoiler alert, it didn't. So then, you know, it's like, what about letting people go? Because the players they're choosing to bring in, this Yankee front office, they are not working out. Hicks, Bader, Donaldson, Rodon, Montas, Stanton even. It's like... 
I was like thinking about how I can liken this to something. It's like, you know, you've written a really bad, a real crappy, you know what, term paper. But it's the night before it's due. And you know you should rip it all up and just start all over fresh. But you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep just stubborn. I'm just going to keep adding to it. I'm going to make it better by just adding to it. That's what I feel like the Yankees are doing in their front office. Whereas the Mets are like, rip it up. Let's start over. Yankees are like, let me just try to patchwork this and we'll make it work. And number two, why I think the Mets are better set up for 2024 to win in 2024. I'm not saying they're going to, and I'm not saying the Yankees are going to, but I think the Mets structurally are better set up because when you've got a team that was just last year, they won 101 games. They are, in short, returning many of those players. The Mets have a great nucleus of veterans, many of of whom are homegrown, that they've got signed long-term. I point to Brandon Nimmo. I point to Jeff McNeil. Both homegrown guys. I point to Francisco Lindor. All three of those guys are in the primes of their careers. And I'm not counting Alonzo in that group at this moment because he is not signed long-term. But make no mistake about it, he will be back with the Mets in 2024. Well, maybe the Mets could make a mistake about it because trading him would be a gigantic mistake. It would set the franchise back. I don't even want to be dramatic here. I wrote a decade in my notes. I don't know about a decade. But... It's going to set them back far. And obviously, Alonzo is in the prime of his career. So maybe you say four projected 2024 everyday starters will be back. And that's not even counting the stud, offensive, workhorse catcher that is Francisco Alvarez, who will already have had a year of major league playing time under his belt. A a, a kid who should be hitting right behind Pete Alonso, and I cannot figure out why the manager hasn't made that move yet. So really, it's what? Five guys? Five starters? Like surefire starters are returning? Position players, that is? What do the Yankees have? The Yankees have Judge. And let's include Cole. The Yankees have Judge and Cole in their primes. Cole might not even be around much longer because he's got a player opt-out after next season. After the 2024 season, he could opt-out. Okay, that's their nucleus, Judge and Cole. Stanton, forget about it. And, okay, Glaber Torres. I know Glaber Torres is having a great year. But every time trade discussions open, he's always among the first to be mentioned in them. And yes, I know, you know, homegrown kid, all that. He's having a great season. I get it. If you want to include him in that nucleus, fine. Judge Torres as position players. We didn't even talk about Matt's pitchers. And then let's add in Cole. And if you want, if you're, and I actually had in my notes, I was like, you know what, DJ Lemayu. Yeah, he's he's part of the good, you know, good core. Well, I wanted to include him. I did. I like him. Next season is going to be his fourteenth. Major League season. And during it, he's the same age as me. He's going to be turning 36 during next season. Hardly the prime of his career. And I'm really reaching here. And and we can open it up to the bullpen arms. And, and I, I, I get all that. Sure, fine. I'd rather not because we didn't go there for the Mets. But if you, when you look at core players coming back and returning and in the primes of their career, ready to make an absolute impact on, on the team, 
I think the advantage swings to the Mets. So the Mets have a, a the, the cash flow. They have a, a willingness to spend it freely. And then when it doesn't work out, they pivot. They fire people in the front office that, that are not working out. You know, they absorb contracts that aren't working out and move on from them. And it's everything the Yankees are not really doing. And 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 maybe besides the fact of spending money, but the, the, the spending of the money, it's not being spent wisely. It's not. And, and maybe the Yankees should take a good hard look at their front office and copy the Mets model maybe. And the only edge that I would give the Yankees, the only one, is that their farm system is filled with players that can make a real impact on the 2024 next season, after an off-season of development and a taste of being in the bigs this month, I mean, think about it. Friday night, Saturday night, and we can even look at tonight's lineup. They've got one, two, three, four, five guys. Again, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, five prospects in their lineup. I mean, and they've beat a team in contention for a postseason spot in the Astros. I mean, that that is advantage Yankees. And the Mets, after everything they've been through this season, have not yet fully committed to the youth movement, believe it or not. I point to Yeah. Daniel Vogelbach. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.